Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of All Things Iceland. It's Jules. And this episode is part of a series about months in Iceland. And I'll have a link to the other months where you can kind of hear about what to expect if you're going to travel, say, in January, February, March, April, because that is a question that I get often. So on allthingsiceland.com, you can check out the show notes for this show. And like I mentioned, other months, and I'm continuing on with the series that all 12 months will be in there for those as you are planning. So if you are planning, though, of course, to visit in May, which is what this episode is about, then this will definitely help you to know about road conditions that you can expect on average, what to wear and pack, what makes it worth it to visit during the month of May, some tips on driving because, you know, things can vary in Iceland as always, (laughs) and top activities, events, holidays, and pretty much anything else that's happening in the month I think would be helpful for you to be aware of. Before I jump into the specifics of what to expect in May, I would like to share two things. So the first is a shout out to a recent review of the podcast. So it's from, I think the person's name is Cher, S-S-H-A-R-E, or it could be Shari. I apologize in advance if I said that incorrectly. But the title of it is Everything You Need to Know and More. And this person says, Jules provides the best information about visiting and the local culture in Iceland. Great travel tips, both must-know and little-known facts. I did not know where to start when I planned our nine-day ring road trip, and I'm really glad I finished this podcast. Forget the guidebooks, listen to this podcast instead. That's amazing. Thank you very much. And I'm so glad that the podcast has been helpful for so many of you out there who are planning your trips or just wanted to get more insight about Iceland. And if you would like to leave a review, you can do that, of course, anywhere where you're listening to this podcast. Usually most people are leaving reviews on like Apple Podcasts or if you're listening on Amazon or different places like that where they literally allow you to write it in. So please feel free to do that. And you never know, maybe you'll get a shout out on the podcast. The other thing I want to share is if you are planning a trip and you're kind of confused about how to personalize it for yourself because there is a ton of information out there, I totally understand. I do offer personalized trip planning video calls with people. So they're Google Meet calls and they're for an hour and it's in essence a consultation with me. I'll have a link to that, of course, in the show notes on allthingsiceland.com. If for whatever reason you can't find it, the show notes, if you go to allthingsiceland.com, the top navigation, there is trip planning as an option, and that will take you directly to where you can book a session with me. It has been an amazing experience talking to so many of you, and I really enjoyed hearing even like stories of people once they've come back and all the explorations that they've had. So, And the main theme, at least or feeling after the call, which I love, is that people feel even more excited about traveling to Iceland after we talk because it gives them a chance to really just run ideas by me. And then also I can tell them how I feel about, you know, how they're spending one day or not, and if it would really be helpful or useful to change up things a little bit or consider doing, you know, another activity based off of the time that they have. So feel free to check that out. Okay, jumping into weather in May while visiting Iceland. Of course, May, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, can start to be a little bit more mild for people. And in Iceland, this is the case too. Granted, that is all relative. So we're out of winter technically, 
but the variability always still remains no matter the month of the year. So just always be prepared for that. The average temperatures can be usually between 4 degrees Celsius to 10 degrees Celsius, and that's 40 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Granted, that for Iceland is definitely warmer. For some people, that might be under the average temperature that you would see in the year period. So if you are from a much warmer place, keep that in mind. You need a lot more layers. And we go from icy roads and no longer having any studded tires, which is great because it's terrible for the road and the environment, to having like either all your tires or, or summer tires and driving out to places you're seeing things defrost. You might still see some snow on mountains, especially in the north. We had some still here, expecting rain. I mean, it can be rainier during the season, and that's because we're getting ready for the vibrancy of all the green of summertime to come. It's so amazing. And then like the lupin and everything that are, you can see a little bit of it starting to blossom, but it really comes to life in June, which is, you know, the now time frame in which I am recording this. And one thing I do have to mention is that while it doesn't normally snow during May, we did have some hail showers last month, which of course, for some people, spired them back into like, oh no, not winter. It didn't last, but it was one of the shockers for some people for sure. On to daylight hours. This is definitely one of the biggest perks when it comes to visiting during this month. And of course, later on, I have like why it's worth it to visit. But daylight hours, thousand percent, makes it much, much more fun because we're getting to the point of almost having 24-hour daylight. It's amazing. Midnight sun is a beautiful phenomenon that I will always be grateful for because it's such a contrast to the dark winter nights that it feels like it kind of balances things out. So in terms of expectations, May 1st, the amount of daylight hours that we have are 16 hours and 50 minutes. May 15th, that jumps up to 18 hours and 23 minutes. And in May 31st, we're at a whopping 20 hours. So no matter when you visit in May, you're going to have a lot of daylight hours. But of course, at the end of the month, you have the most and that's pretty epic. But I just think, you know, all throughout this month gives you a great opportunity to be able to travel places. And be able to see things that if it's dark outside, then you literally can't see it because they don't put lights on a lot of the natural attractions. What to wear in May. So like I mentioned, the variability, this unpredictability really of weather is something that has to be factored in in summer, winter, fall, whichever time of the year you're coming. So layering is always going to be what I recommend. And this can of course, vary. So in my ultimate packing checklist for Iceland, which is linked in the show notes, I provide everything you need to bring, but I will talk about a couple of things. So I'm not going to mention every single item in here just because you can very much read that on your own and, and it might sound repetitive anyway if you've listened to other episodes, but I would recommend following the summer list. So there's two different lists you get with the ultimate packing checklist that I send out once you sign up for it. And it's winter and summer. Summer list for May is, is good. Just know that you would still need to have something in the evening time because it does get a lot chillier, you know, just in terms of in comparison with other times during the summer. And rain gear in terms of jacket and pants, of course, dirty hiking boots are essential. Gloves, a warm hat, scarf, that's still going to be necessary. Sunglasses, sunscreen, and I've joked about this before and people are like, oh, you don't need sunscreen in Iceland. The sun here is intense. 
when it is out and when it is visible. The sun can and has burned plenty of people. I've gotten a suntan. I've gotten a suntan just being in a hot tub on a nice day for like 20 minutes. <laughs> so and that's mainly because I don't usually see the sun that often. So I feel like I'm, even though I have darker skin, my melanin is all like, oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> Let's soak up as much as that as we can when it comes. And you may not feel like you need undergarments in terms of thermal uh, long johns is what I'm trying to get at. And of course, bring underwear if that suits you. And I, I do recommend that, but that's just my personal thing. And when it comes to long johns, though, or at least the base layer, some people in during this month feel like they don't need it for their legs. I'm the, I'm, I've am I'm acclimated quite a bit to the weather here, so I don't use them in May. But I can understand, like I mentioned, if you normally feel cold or if you're from a warmer place than wearing the ones for your legs and then for your upper body. All right. Road conditions and driving in Iceland during May. The road conditions are usually quite good. And what I mean by that is you're not going to come across this like really icy roads. You can go pretty much everywhere in the country except for the highlands. Highland roads open usually late June, mid to late June. It really just depends on the conditions. And they're open in July and August and parts of September, sometimes even into October for certain roads. The ring road is available all throughout the year. Of course, roads can close due to extreme conditions, but on average throughout the year, it is available. It's open. So you'd have good conditions in May because it's clear of snow and ice. When you're going to places like the West Fjords or even the East, you might can you know come across some icy roads, but you can still travel there. I always caution people to just be aware of like conditions there because it can be a little bit more extreme, especially since you're going really far north in certain areas. But this is a lovely time to travel around. I always recommend checking out road.is for what roads are available or conditions that they're in. And of course, safetravel.is to make sure that you are able to actually go to these places and there's not like a weather warning or extreme wind happening or anything like that. On to why you should visit Iceland in May. I've already talked about the daylight hours. Major plus. Less snow, if not no snow. Maybe a little bit of frost in some areas. So on top of that, and in relatively mild weather. The other thing, which is always a big plus, is that there are fewer tourists. Now we are getting closer to the summer months. So of course there are going to be more people than maybe you'd find in March and April. But still relatively less in a lot of areas, especially if you're going to go to the west, west fjords, north, east, pretty much anywhere but the south. That the, the south is still, the in the Golden Circle, is still ridiculously traveled to. And I that's not a negative thing at all. I'm just getting out of the fact that, like, that is what most people know. It's where a lot of buses go. It's a much easier thing to do for day trips. So it's very much a place where people are going often. The other cool thing is that there are some things starting to bloom. We're having a little bit of a later bloom this year, and I'll get into why um, a little bit later. But another really big reason to come in May, if they're spotted already, is that the puffins have arrived, and they're so cute, and it's great for bird watching. You could be one of the first to see puffins that have arrived to Iceland because they're migratory birds and there's other migratory birds that come as well. Puffins normally live out at sea. 
and they're adorable. And it's just really cute. They're like nesting with their pufflings. <laughs> so you can go to places like West Westman Islands, West Fjords, even in Reykjavik, you know, you can take a boat ride and see puffins there. Really cool. So those are, I think, pretty epic reasons to come during May. Just personal opinion. You cannot see the Northern Lights during this time, though. So please do not come with that expectation just because you'll be disappointed. It's kind of not so much fun. Some top activities to do in May. Whale watching, like I mentioned, bird watching, hiking. It might be a little bit muddier, but that's just life when it comes to spring-ish conditions here. Road trips, as I talked about, like going around the ring road or going off to places that normally aren't available during other parts of the year due to snow and ice. And hiking, always great to go to like the spas or the natural hot springs, geothermal baths. At this point, ice cave tours are pretty much done, but you can walk on a glacier any time of the year. So I would highly recommend that because who knows when we will have them, like how much longer we'll have them. They are unfortunately melting at an alarming rate. And walking on them is not what's contributing to that. It's definitely temperature rising in, you know, around the world. Regarding events and holidays in Iceland. So there's a day called Ascension Day. It's a public holiday here. And I make the joke about how Icelanders, who are majority-wise, are not very religious, take the most religious holidays I've ever seen. So I went to Catholic school from the age of five until 18 Never had off for Ascension Day. <laughs> like I, not that I could ever recall, at least. And there are a lot of, you know, even Easter, the, there's like a five-day holiday. It's not necessarily in May or anything, but I just think about like how Icelanders have so many holidays regarding the Christian religion and don't really go to church. You know, they're usually off in a cabin or going overseas or something like that. So this is a, a bit of a, a running joke to some degree in the country. And of course, I can't forget about International Workers' Day or Labor Day, which is May 1st. And it's in essence associated with the commemoration of the achievements of the labor movement. And it's in like over 80 other countries in which Labor Day is May 1st. And Icelanders do recognize that. And it's a public holiday. In the U.S., obviously, there's a different day for Labor Day. But I thought I would just bring it up because you know, shop hours and different things are just a little bit different than maybe what you might be aware of coming if you were to travel on May 1st. Sometimes there is this event happening in May. It's the Reykjavik Arts Festival. This year is happening in June, June 1st to June 16th, but it does often happen like mid to late May going into June. So something to keep track of if that's of interest to you. A lot of amazing artists here in Iceland were showcasing their work and it's beautiful to be able to buy from them, interact with them, and you know, just learn more about the artist community and how people who some of them who are artists are full time and others are doing it just because they love it and it's their hobby. So the random fact of the episode is when it comes to my first May in Iceland, it was a shocker. <laughs> so I moved, like I mentioned, 2016 in June. So it was, a, it was a full year before I got to experience May. And of course, I went through winter 
it was hard. It was it was intense. I was working, so that was a good distraction. But my brain was definitely not used to the whole getting up and going to work when it's dark out, being at work for a decent amount of time, it's still dark, and then coming home in the dark. So May um, and April, all these other months, were a nice reprieve. But it had been a long, 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 long winter. And in May, I was just like, whew, because April had already, it was when we had first day of summer, but it's not really summer. And I just thought like, yes, it is over. Winter is done. I don't have to worry about that until October next year. But I was wrong (laughs) because we had a week in which it snowed every day of that week. Now, granted, it snowed and it would stick to the ground and then melt and then snow again. But my heart just sunk. And I was just like, are you joking? What is what is going on? I was I had expectations. <laughs> Even for Iceland, this is ridiculous. That was what was going through my mind was I don't understand why this is happening now. We've already been the winter. <laughs> and I also had the note that like I wasn't driving a car back then. Like I have a license or I've had a license for years, but I didn't have a car in Iceland. So I was taking the bus. So this is also just like dressing appropriately for the weather and everything. It was my first year. So I had to really learn a lot by trial and error, trial by, by fire, trial by snow, maybe, if you want to call it that. It was just not my cup of tea, and I was not a fan. <laughs> I did get over it, and that's why I can laugh at it now. And also when I saw the hail showers that we had last May, I, it didn't even phase me because I was like, oh, yeah, this happened to me my first year. This is what happens, you know, and it's, it, it's like I have a lot more of a nonchalant approach to it. But that can really jar you if you are tired of something and it just goes, huh, wait till you see this. (laughs) So that's why I always tell people it is really up for grabs in terms of what can happen in Iceland. Don't expect that the weather is going to cooperate or do anything according to that season that has on average happened. The Icelandic word of the episode is May, which is May, the month of May in Icelandic. I hope you enjoyed this and find it helpful for planning your trips. And if you do want my help, feel free to book a session with me and we can chat. I have lots of fun doing them. I really enjoy being able to meet people, even though it's virtually face-to-face. Bye.